You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Uh, and we are, we're, we're sorry that we didn't have one for you this morning. Uh, but honestly, Kyle, uh, with everything going on, I, I kind of, I've gotten out of sports rhythm you know what I mean I've, I've gone my mind is removed from sports I haven't been thinking of it I haven't been watching sports center I haven't been watching old games I know people have been doing that to kind of pass the time is like go watch old games um but I mean once once I knew sports was done I kind of moved on in my mind so I really didn't even think to to, to text you and say hey we should do our uh, our normal podcast I just kind of went uh, that's still a thing. And then it hit me today. Oh, you know what? It's Monday. I also been kind of losing track of the days. Uh, yeah. like my whole, like everyone's routine is gone. So my Saturdays are usually spent going to, to youth games, you know, kids games, uh, and different things. And then, you know, scheduling a time to make sure I watch the Kentucky game. My Sundays are usually filled with going to uh, the TV station and working eight hours on a half-hour show about sports. Uh, that didn't exist. My Fridays have been spent covering high school sports. Well, there was no girls' state basketball tournament. There's no boys' state basketball tournament now. So it's so all the things that my life kind of revolves around, from my kids playing sports to me watching sports to me covering sports to me putting together TV shows on sports, all that stuff was gone, so... You know, the podcast just left too, I guess, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird time. Like, especially like you said, if you work in sports, uh, you obviously, those of us who work in sports, obviously also pretty much, I would think almost universally like sports on our own Yes, (laughs) when it's not our job. So in addition to the people who like go to their regular job and then come home and decompress to watch sports, we like cover sports all day, every day, weekends, nights, and then whenever we decompress, we watch more sports. <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah. so it's a really big shock to the system for people who work in sports uh, because it's well, just like it just feels like I, I've I've been sort of disoriented by it. Uh, yeah. And like, right. if, if this happened at any point, it would be weird. But when it happens right before, like the day before the postseason run starts, and that's like basically all we're geared up for. Like every, everything else is like a warm up. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cal, you know, Calipari thinks that, and and I think readers think it, and writers understand it. They're like everything that we really are following Kentucky basketball for, college basketball for. It was about to begin. <laughs> so the fact that it just stopped and it's not coming back, there's no delay, it's just over, has super, super, super disoriented me. Yeah, um, it's, it's like a jolt to the system. Like For me, I, I am fortunate enough to have married a woman who grew up playing sports and loved sports and grew up in a family where they had season tickets to UK football, uh, all that stuff. So she 
doesn't mind, you know, she likes watching sports uh, almost as much as I do, uh, or at least tolerates it anyway. So, I mean, once football season starts, almost on a nightly basis, there are sports on our TV. That's what we watch. I mean, we have shows and stuff that we want to watch. And she even started to mention, oh, well, now maybe we can watch some of those shows that are backlogged, you know, that we haven't been watching. But that's, like you said, that's what I do anyway. It doesn't matter if Kentucky's not playing. I'm watching SEC basketball games or I'm watching a Pac-12 game at 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is, an NBA game on Thursday night. I'm, I, And I almost religiously watch um, Scott Van Pelt at midnight. I think he has a great show, like, uh, everything, um, that I, that I, I mean, my whole, my whole life just kind of revolves around sports. So when that ended, let's see, I have watched Knives Out. I hadn't seen that movie. It is spectacular. Good. Yep. I have watched, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Also fun. spectacular. Yeah, that's a very, very fun movie. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a really cool looking movie. Um, what else? I think I've watched one other movie. I just can't remember what it is yet. I have seen, I have caught up on all, uh, the entire season of Homeland, the, the, the new oh, nice. season. Uh, so we just had the latest episode on Sunday night. I've caught up on uh, this season of Better Call Saul, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> You've already watched a lot of television. <laughs> and uh, The Crown on Netflix, which we had made it, I don't know, there was one weekend or something earlier this year where we had binge watched like uh, over a couple days, almost the whole season, but we still had like two or three episodes to go. And we finished the crown, the most recent season of that. Um, so I think that's it. And now we're like looking to what, what to start next. We tried to start succession. Not there yet. It's, I mean, it's, it's hasn't very grabbed good. me yet. It's really? very good. Yeah. It's, it's, really really good and it just gets better and better and better and better succession we'll the- is awesome and the second season is just is totally insane okay um because i just watched the first episode and i'm like uh i it doesn't make me want to watch the second one yet no so. it's uh, it is fantastic the outsider is really good on hbo she, she that started too. that in my absence yeah that's and good so, so she already finished that season McMillions, um, if you haven't seen that documentary on the McDonald's Monopoly game scam. I've not seen that either. Amazing. <laughs> uh, the, the detective on that is one of the funniest people ever interviewed on a documentary. All right. Um, we, were, we started watching Hunters. Uh, oh, yeah. Al Pacino, mm-hmm. Amazon original. Right. Uh, they're not modern-day Nazi hunters, which is pretty wi- a pretty wild show. Um I watched, uh, I finally watched Bombshell. My wife had gone to see it with her friends when I was out of town and I hadn't seen it, but I, I ordered it on Prime and watched it. It was very good as well. The Fox News. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, sex hara- sexual harassment uh, mm-hmm. scandal. Uh, there, there's, thank we live, we live in, you know, as hard as this is going to be for people to get through this quarantine and, and, and all this stuff. Uh, we could not live in a better age to be like be okay. Um, to be yeah, stuck in you know, like that to have stuff to do. You know, you can order food to your house and have it delivered. You can order and have your right now at least have your groceries delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you we have a million things we can watch. Apparently, 
ESPN is talking about moving up the release date of the um, Michael Jordan, like 10 part series on Michael Jordan. Please, please. I mean, I just, or I guess, I don't know if it's just Michael Jordan or, or like one of the whole Bulls seasons. I can't even remember, but it'll be incredible. Uh, I just saw a clip of it. Somebody tweeted out of, of Jordan just berating people in practice. I can't wait to see that. Um, <laughs> other people, I assume, are going to do that. I know Disney Plus went ahead and moved up the release of uh, Frozen 2 on the app for the kiddos. Uh-huh. So that came out today. Um there's a bunch of stuff that's coming on uh, Netflix, but it's not out yet that uh, will be out in, at, at the end of this month. So we're all going to watch a lot of television together. Yeah, we'll have, and we've got plenty uh, to watch. So if you have any recommendations for us, you can tweet at us, uh, let us know. Uh, but we are going to get to some sports. There's a little bit of sports to talk about. Rick Pitino is a college basketball coach again. We'll talk about that next. And then I know, Kyle, you've got something you're working on for The Athletic that sounds uh, spicy. I like it. <laughs> so we'll talk about that uh, as we continue here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. At Buffalo Trace Distillery, the world's most award-winning distillery, see 200 years of bourbon-making history in action. Smell the mash cooking. Touch the charred oak barrels aging in century-old warehouses. Hear the tales of bourbon legends, Taylor. Blanton, Weller, and Lee, and taste award-winning spirits at America's oldest continually operating distillery. Experience a tour for every taste. Buffalo Trace Distillery offers six unique complimentary tours seven days a week, year-round, like the popular Trace Tour, or see Bourbon Pompeii and walk through history on the E.H. Taylor Tour. Visit the world's bourbon destination, Buffalo Trace Distillery. To learn more about the distillery's history and spirits, visit buffalotracedistillery.com. Mention that you heard about Buffalo Trace Distillery on the Locked On Kentucky podcast and get 10% off merchandise at the gift shop. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Okay, we're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. And as we mentioned before we went to break, Rick Patino is now back in the world of college basketball coaching. And on Monday, today, he went on the Dan Patrick Show. And he said he spoke to John Calipari uh, on Sunday. He said he was nice enough to call me. I would love to schedule Kentucky in the Garden in the Jimmy V Classic, Patino said. I think that would be a great draw and that would be exciting to see. And I hope John would entertain that. So let's start right there before we even get into the, you know him being at Iona. But Rick Patino is the new head basketball coach at Iona, which just a quick tangent is one of the it is located in one of the hot spots in America, Seattle and New Rochelle, New York, the home of Iona College, uh, is is one of the places where the coronavirus is uh, most concentrated. Uh, I just saw what was it, sixty Minutes did a special on it Sunday night. Uh, highly recommend that if you haven't seen that on uh, CBS All Access. But what do you think? about that possibility we're talking madison square garden jimmy v classic so you can always spin it as we're doing this for cancer research a very good cause uh but rick patino puts it right out there i mean he's on the job a day and it's already on the dan patrick show yeah i spoke to john calipari sunday uh would love to play kentucky uh i think it sounds like a uh concerted uh, conspiracy <laughs> between uh, Rick Pitino and Dick Vitale 
Because uh, yes. I think Dick Vitale simultaneously was like, hey, make it happen yep. uh, on Twitter. Sure like, there's clearly a movement to get it done. I mean, it would be great for the Dickie V Classic, I'm sure. Um, but, Jimmy V Classic. I mean, what did I say? Dickie V? The Dickie, yeah. the Dickie V Classic. They're, <laughs> they're in conjunction. Uh, they're both involved with the uh, cancer research, it's, which is right. uh, which is amazing. Um, it is, but yeah, this is this is like a uh, this is all sort of a uh, I can't, uh, conspiracy is not the word that I'm looking for, but they're they're working together here trying to get this done, and um, I don't know. I mean, I if I was Cal, I would say yes to it just because you you know you're going to go beat the hell out of Iona. I mean, even if right. even if Rick Pitino is the coach, uh, I mean, Rick Pitino couldn't beat him when he had Louisville's players um, for however many years that was, 11 years, 10 years. Um, so, I mean, I guess in that way, like you, if you're Cal, you just go, sure, I'll, I'll help you out and then go pound him. But you are helping him out. I mean – you know, yes, that, that that would only be to Rick Pitino's benefit to have Kentucky on his schedule, um, and I'm not sure if Cal would do that. Maybe he would for the charity aspect of it, um, the the literal charity aspect of it. Um, but it it is no one. It is no surprise Rick Pitino's back in college basketball after saying I'm done with college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, right. it's no surprise that he immediately. Uh, tries to make a big splash and and essentially force John Calipari's hand by saying like, "Hey, play him, play me in this charity game." Right. Uh, I mean, to make him look like an a hole if he turns it down. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I think of that. I think it's probably only to only to Rick Pitino's benefit and not to Cal and Kentucky's by doing it. Um. Not no, Calipari has everything to lose by playing the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you would lose. And if Cal, you know, enjoys tormenting Rick as much as I assume he does, then maybe he would take it for that reason. But, but well, well, you never know. Evansville happened. Hmm? Like, you never know. That's I mean, true. Since Evansville has happened, like with, with, with Billy Gillespie, he had a track record for losing to, like, a VMI, San Diego, Gardner-Webb. So it was no surprise if Billy Gillespie's – Kentucky Wildcats were not ready to play a team they were favored to beat by 25, 26 points. With John Calipari, that was never the case. Never, ever the case. Evansville just jumped up and bit him in the rear. But since Evansville happened, now you don't know with a young team uh, what could happen. And, I mean, you don't think... Rick Pitino is not going to have him loaded for bear in Madison Square Garden, you know, 30 minutes away from Iona's campus. Uh, and in his, you know, as he's trying to build that program up into something. Yeah, that would be. And then if you do lose, you lost to Rick Pitino uh, to, at Iona. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's a horrible. And on Madison Square Garden stage, Jimmy V Classic, which ESPN pumps and promotes to death. So. It would be a bad, bad loss for Calipari. For Patino, he has everything to gain. I mean, yeah. you win the game, outstanding. You lose the game, so what? You were supposed to lose the game. Also, so, is there any is there any question this is like a gateway job? Like this is the this oh, is yeah. the you know, some people are like, I always thought he might, you know, end at a mid major like this. It my 
ass. <laughs> He's like, this is spend a couple years with your nose clean, win, and give pe- give the next big school, uh, you know, cover for hiring you. Well, we didn't hire him out of exile. You know, he had to prove himself. Right. Uh, and at that point, too, you've, you know, if he, I guess the NCAA could still hit him with a show cause, like, and still make him sit. Uh, I think that's right. I don't know. Um, well, they but, could because they haven't, like, the NCAA hasn't done anything to anyone regarding no, the whole he Adidas just, yeah, scandal. He was, just, he was just basically fired and then went overseas. Uh, so there was nothing that the NCAA mandated. So right, he was fired by Louisville. Him. NCAA has still not right. ruled on that. Will they? I mean, I don't know. They've, don't they've know. served notice of allegations to Kansas. Uh, have they served notice of allegations to Arizona? Uh, have they served him to Louisville? Right. So I, I don't. I just know Kansas because that was recent. And Bill Self like denied everything, but um, yeah, it, it depends. They could have a show cause with that. By the way, Iona plays in the MAC, um, and guess who else is in the MAC? Manhattan. Guess who the head coach of Manhattan is? Oh, Steve Masiello. Yeah, another guy who had a better job lined up and shot himself in the foot by lying <laughs> graduating yes, from Kentucky. Yeah, that, that's uh, boy that that'll be those will be some fun storylines. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. But I, I could definitely foresee uh, Iona getting to the tournament a few years in a row. Uh, I mean, they've been to the tournament um, like four of the last five, I think, something like that. They've uh, so they've been out there in the tournament, but. If he does well there, there's no doubt in my mind if something opens a bigger job that he's he's going to go after it. Patino is always the one who crafts this you know this story that's just BS. Always like, oh, I'm 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 going home. Uh, I'm, I'm beyond happy, which I'm sure he is. But he he makes it sound like this is the great place for me to you know sail off into the sunset here. No, if if he does well there and a nice offer comes along. By the way, he said there were. Uh, he told Dan Patrick that there were more, there were like three jobs that he was thinking of. One is he was looking at the possibility of Ed Cooley leaving Providence to take the Michigan job. Because uh, he said uh, Michigan was like kind of pursuing Ed Cooley a little bit. Well, of course that didn't happen, but Patino was thinking of the possibility of going back to Providence. Uh, and then the other one was Holy Cross in Wooster, Mass. Um, and he knew a lot of the alumni and people on the board there, he said. But the thing with Iona is their president, Seamus Carey, is the former president of Transylvania uh, here in Lexington. And so he had, he knew him, he knew uh, Bob LaPinta, who is a famous alum from there. I think their business school is named after him. So there are some connections there uh, that he already had that I think made it, you know, easier for Iona to justify hiring him because he, he knew some people there. And I think the president is probably uh, the biggest one there having known him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was going to take some kind of connections, uh, some kind of, uh, I think, um, extenuating circumstance for some, for the first person to pull the trigger on that, you know, but I, uh, I don't think it'll be long now. I don't think he'll be having to massage those relationships now if, no. he, do, if he does okay there. 
will he um <laughs> i just can't imagine that something else uh would happen under his watch at another another school so i will he have learned his lesson um and stay out of you know try try to stay out of trouble so we'll, we'll see that's uh that's what's ahead for for next season rick patino at iona all right when we come back who do college coaches think would have won the national championship? Evan Daniels has a great story on that. And who are the favorites to win next year's national championship? That stuff's, uh, the odds are already out there if you want to lay a bet, futures bet in Vegas. We'll talk about that next when the Lockdown Kentucky podcast continues. This is Lockdown Kentucky, your team every day. We're back here on the Lockdown Kentucky podcast and uh, Adam Zagoria, who wrote who wrote an article for I believe it was uh, Forbes Sports, kind of reporting all that stuff on Patino and what he said on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, he also tweeted out uh, the, the odds that are now out there for next year's NCAA men's basketball tournament. And did, have you seen these yet, Kyle? I haven't. You haven't seen them, so so let's just take a guess. Who do you think are like, who would be your top five of predictions for next year's uh, tournament champion? Uh, the top five? Um, yeah. I would say Kentucky's probably right there, somewhere close. Kentucky is the co-fourth choice okay. at 12 to 1. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Virginia, because they ended the year on a mega hot streak. Uh, Virginia is the co-favorite at nine to one. Okay, a co-favorite. So who? I would say like Kansas or uh, Kansas is third. Kansas Gonz- is the third okay. choice at ten. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Gonzaga is the co-favorite with Virginia. So Gonzaga and Virginia both at 9 to 1, Kansas at 10 to 1, Kentucky at 12 to 1, and they are tied with Duke, Michigan State. Oh, okay. Duke is at 14 to 1, tied with Creighton. Where's by ba- the way. Where's is Baylor on the board Baylor for is, next year? They're 16 to 1. Okay. And then Florida State's twenty to one, North Carolina twenty to one, Wisconsin twenty to one. Wow, Dayton North, is North on Carolina's here. in the top ten after the year they had. And then Dayton is on here at twenty five to one. I mean, Obi Toppin is not coming back. Do you think there's any <laughs> yeah, chance? Yeah, they've, they've got some really good players. I mean, they do have some really good players. I think one of their they don't have Obi Toppin though. Right, right. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, I I just don't think they're I don't think they're a one man band, but um, that is interesting. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I've watched them enough to. I don't think they're. I definitely don't think they're just Obi Toppin. I mean, but Kansas he puts them losing, over the top. Yeah, I mean, Kansas is losing a bunch too. Yeah, Azabuki, yeah. Devin Dotson. Yeah, I mean, those are the two best. They're they're two All Americans. Yeah. Um, you know what's going to be interesting to me, and I wrote. I don't think. I guess we haven't talked about this since. I guess we haven't talked about it uh, on the podcast. I wrote kind of a season obit. Um, on Kentucky. Did we talk about this or no? I don't know. Guys that I thought were coming back or staying. Oh, yes, uh, we did. Yeah, uh, and basic, yeah. you know, I think Hagen's Maxi Richards gone. Um, and, you know, and then I think Emmanuel Quickly is the coin flip. And so what's interesting to me, or would be interesting to me, is if 
Emmanuel quickly does come back as the SEC Player of the Year. I mean, where does does that? I mean, does that put Kentucky number one preseason? You know, if they uh, have, I think uh, with that class, if they have quickly, yeah. if they have quickly and Juzang back, and Brooks and Montgomery back, so two front court and two back court guys, all five star former five star recruits, all veterans, two of them juniors. A guy yep. in Johnny who can make a ton of shots. A guy in Emmanuel who shot over 40% and was the leading scorer. Uh, a guy in EJ who was a former top 10 uh, recruit back as a junior who showed in some huge moments down the stretch um, that he could be a guy they can count on. I mean, I would think if Quickly comes back, they're preseason number one. They would, I, would, I would say they would be my preseason number one if Quickly came back. Now, didn't he put on Instagram something with, like, eyeballs and, and something about coming back? Oh, Did I have no it? idea. Yeah, I saw that the other day. It was something that kind of hinted at the possibility of coming back. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, this is at 2, well, it's almost 2.30 on Monday when we're recording this. So, at about 2 o'clock today, Emmanuel quickly tweeted out, day four of no basketball, losing hearing in my right eye. (laughs) (laughs) Mayo quickly said that? Yeah. That's weird. That's that's pretty clever. That's that's something. Um, I don't know. What's his Instagram? I got to find his Instagram or his Snapchat, one or the other. Snapchat doesn't stay, right? Yeah, there he is. Uh, Do you see anything on there? I saw something with some eyeballs and like... uh, Well, I... I see he posted just a just a picture of himself in one of his like pregame outfits and I see people doing eyeballs and saying year three question mark, but those are just people uh replying to him. I don't All see right. well maybe I misread it or something. I don't yeah. I honestly don't get on Instagram very often at all. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I think it's, you know, when I say coin flip, I think that's how the staff kind of went into this this uh, quarantine period feeling, like there's, yeah. you know, a 50-50 chance they could get him back. There, I mean, there's some very good reasons for him to. Yeah. We talked about him, I think. Just, you know, he's got a chance to maybe play some point guard and um, prove that he can do that at the next level. But um now, as far as what Kentucky had going into this tournament, John Calipari put it out there, oh, I think we would have won this thing. I think I had the national championship team. And Kentucky was definitely playing well, uh, you know, um, you know, after the Tennessee debacle and then going into what happened at Florida. Coming out of that Florida game, you felt like, well, this is a team that's together and has a chance to do something, make some noise. Uh, I want to say, uh, I think Reese Davis on uh, College Game Day said that he he had Kentucky going to the Final Four. That's what he thought about Kentucky. Their best team in the SEC, for sure. So Evan Daniels of 24-7 Sports, he reached out to more than 115 Division I coaches, both head coaches and assistants, and he polled them uh, under the condition of anim- anonymity about who they thought would have won the NCAA tournament if it had been played. And of the 115 possible votes, Kansas received 49, so almost half, and that's 33 more than the team with the second most votes, which was 
uh, Gonzaga, and then Dayton actually, like Gonzaga received 17 votes, Dayton received 14. So the top three finishers were Kansas in a runaway to win the national championship, then Gonzaga and Dayton distant uh, but close to one another at second and third. What about Kentucky? Well, it turns out that a total of 15 different teams received votes. 15 different teams received votes. There were, um, let's see, nine schools that picked up multiple votes and seven schools that got, got three or more. So Kansas, Gonzaga, Dayton, Florida State, Michigan State, Baylor, Duke, no one voted for Kentucky. Houston picked up a vote. Creighton, Maryland, USC. USC. Who thought that USC or Butler, Villanova, Virginia, and Auburn were the other ones that received votes? Kentucky and Louisville did not receive a single vote. Are you surprised by that, that none of the 115 coaches thought that Kentucky or 115 people voted coaches yeah. in the game. And Assistants one, and head coaches. And not one person put Kentucky. That, that is pretty amazing. Oh, Louisville, too. I mean, yeah. you know, in a, in, a, in a tournament like that, which randomly. Each of those teams were ranked number one yeah. at one point during the season. Who was the third team, you said? Or was there somebody besides Kentucky and Louisville that you were surprised by? No. Oh, okay. I thought. Oh, I mean, I was surprised that that uh, Houston. I was surprised that Southern Cal was a choice as that picked up a vote. Yeah, that's like the other teams that got votes were Houston, Creighton, Maryland, USC, Butler, Villanova, Virginia, Auburn, uh, Florida State, Michigan State, Baylor, Duke. I just don't see how you think in your head like Maryland could win the tournament, but Kentucky couldn't, or Auburn could win the tournament and Kentucky couldn't. Um. Yeah, Kentucky split the series with Auburn and was up with four minutes to go at Auburn. Um, yeah, that seems that seems odd to me. I mean, I don't. It, it doesn't mean anything, but it's interesting. It is interesting that nobody. I, I guess what it would tell me is that coach, a lot of coaches felt like this was a flawed Kentucky team, and I I wouldn't argue that. You know, I mean, I think the computers certainly thought so. Um, but if you you know, I feel like you watch them. If you watch them over the last two months, you know, the Tennessee collapse notwithstanding, they've been a team that's had an incredible amount of kind of end of game toughness mm-hmm. um, and clutch, you know, had clutch shooters. I, I think they had a lot of different ingredients you would look for in a, in a NCAA tournament team. And that's the real bummer of this whole deal um, mm-hmm. yeah. is just not knowing. That, and that's an interesting hypothetical for people. You can tweet at us if you want. I'm curious for Kentucky fans if you would rather go on, not have a tournament and go on believing that Kentucky might have won it all or have a tournament and then lose in the second round. Ooh. Yeah. A second round loss is awful. It yeah. just, yeah. If you don't make it out of the first weekend, it's yeah. it's a failed season at would, Kentucky. Would you rather have imagine, go on no tournament and imagine they w- were going to go to the final four and or win the title? Or have a tournament, which means you got at least the SEC tournament plus the NCAA tournament, but they lose in the second round. Yeah. I bet most people would still choose to see them play basketball. 
I certainly well, would. It would mean we weren't under like disease quarantine, which <laughs> right, which would be nice. By the way, just a little trying to give people a positive break from COVID nineteen thoughts, but uh, Idris Elba, yeah, uh, just tweeted out that he has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, so another famous actor, Tom Hanks, and now Idris. I think I'm saying it right, Idris Elba. Oh wow! So that was. Uh... Well, you know, if he if he doesn't get out of Baltimore, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, Stringer <laughs> Bell. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to mention this too, is because uh, you mentioned the net rankings and stuff, and you know, John Calipari says, "Oh, I don't pay attention to that that stuff." And uh, did you what he said after the Florida game? Did we even discuss that? I think because that Florida game had so much else going on with it. I don't think we talked about the rant that he went on about how the SEC should get in oh. and, the, and the net rankings where Kentucky would win on the road but go the other way. Their net score, yeah. would, they'd go the other way. Yet this team, he said, this team loses three or four and nothing happens to their net ranking, which was clearly aimed at Duke. Yes. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. But he definitely took a shot at Duke. And just the idea that, like, all these other conferences, if they all end up with – you know, four or five conference losses, six conference losses, seven conference losses. That means that they're just a lot of parody. But yeah. if the SEC and the SEC, it means they all stink. I right. think that's a little bit flawed because, like, I do think that there's a bunch of crappy teams in the SEC this year. You know, the eyeballs say so. But um, but he, he does have at least some point there, I think, on, you know, I don't know if – the Big Ten really deserved all the hype it got when there's, you know, uh, are no. we really going to hype a 500 Minnesota team and a 500 uh, Purdue team? Like, because the league was so good, those guys couldn't, you know, couldn't stay above 500. Uh, or a Southern Cal or, a you know, a, an Arizona State or, um, you know, Arizona itself. I mean, so the Pac-12, who would you, before we go, who would you have put in in the SEC? Obvi- the obvious ones are Kentucky, Auburn, LSU. Maybe Who- LSU. <laughs> Maybe LSU. I mean, I think they, they really kind of wet the bed down the stretch. I, I would they say did that, fall off. I would say Kentucky, uh, Auburn, and Florida were in. And I think LSU, if they lost their first game, I would think they would have been a little worried. Um, I do – like, that's the one thing that the NCAA came out and said, look, we thought about – well, one, the fact that they actually discussed a 16-team tournament over one weekend in Atlanta, oh. uh, like that was actually considered by the NCAA, is no. is tantalizing. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, they discussed it. They they tried to see if they could pull it off, which would have been – I mean, it would have been disappointing not to play the full, whole field, but can you imagine that? 16 I would have taken it over nothing, but like I, I just know days. the – the unfairness factor would have been off the charts. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, you would have had no major upsets because you would have only had all the kind of the top sixteen teams. But um, I'm trying to see. And and you imagine what if they just said, okay, we're going to use the net rankings, top sixteen. Right. Kentucky's yeah, out. Yeah, right. I don't think. I mean, they, what would Kentucky fans right. would have lost their minds? I don't think they. You're would playing have done a sixteen that. team tournament, and we're not in it. I think every major conference would have gotten its champion in, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, but what I was saying that the, the the other thing that they discussed and then scrapped was releasing the bracket anyway, which we all would have loved. But it would have been a whole lot of uh, extra work in a time of crisis for 
just to only frustrate people, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. But what would have been interesting about that is just to, you know, who actually was getting the bids, um, right? Because LSU they started the season seventeen and four, eight and zero, and they finished twenty one and 10, 12 and six. So yeah. they ended up four and six over the last month of the season. Yeah. I mean, just brutal. And so I don't Not know. Not great. And, and they also lost East Tennessee State, which I think was a very good team. That's a kind of Those are the kind of teams that really got screwed. You know, East yeah, Tennessee ETSU State won State, the conference. Had a great year. Won the conference tournament. Yeah. Some of these others. Um, I don't know. Um, I think it's – I mean, I think Kentucky, Auburn, and Florida are the only teams I would say with any certainty I think we're, we're going to get in the field without doing some work in the SEC tournament. Well, I, I would have put LSU in there – for the entire for the entire body of work that they say, and I would have put Mississippi State in, and those would have been my teams. I think South Carolina uh, played well enough to deserve some consideration. Arkansas did at times. I mean, Arkansas is just very very talented, and they had that tough luck with Isaiah Joe going down. But when he came back, they still were you know up and down. That was um, a team I would have wanted to watch in Nashville. Um, yeah. I think Arkansas is the kind of team that could have gotten on a run. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, anyway, we should probably end it there. We've gone on long enough, and we should uh, save some content for the rest of the week. <laughs> but uh, I did tease that you had something coming out in the athletic. Uh, are you ready to, to, to no, tell us anything well, about I'll, it or I'll not? Just, I'll tell people. It's it's. I think it's not actually going to come out. I thought it was coming out sooner, and I just looked at the schedule. I think it's not at this particular thing's not actually coming out till I think a week from Monday. Um, okay. But I, I'll just say I talked to Joe B. Hall for this. Um, and um, he, one, he was very appreciative of his moment kind of in the spotlight with the TV special on WKYT. Legend to, is it called Legend to Legend? Mm-hmm. Um, Legend to Legend with Calipari interviews Coach Hall. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was cool. And, and I think that's a very cool thing. And he, he just said that he went on this big long rant about how Cal was the best thing that ever happened to Kentucky. Um, they obviously, he obviously just very much appreciates him for including him in the program. And I think making fans appreciate him a little more. Um, but in the course of interviewing him for a story about something totally different, it's a cool project we have going right now at the athletic, kind of looking back at some historical things. Joby shocked me and you know, I texted you what it was. Yes. (laughs) He I'll say he has never cursed in an interview with me on the record or even a casual conversation off the record. And I've talked to Joe B many times in the last decade. And he just started dropping (laughs) (laughs) F-bombs. When you brought up a certain subject? Yes, a certain subject that got him worked up. And not at me. He was not mad at me. He was just laughing while he was doing it. But it was one of the most unexpected conversations I've ever, I think, ever had. And uh, I was actually, like, like stifling laughter while he was uh, <laughs> sharing this with me. Anyway, it's great, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with people. Keep reading The Athletic because we're going to do some cool stuff. Uh, one thing, if you want to check it out, if you've listened to this podcast but never subscribed to The Athletic, we did a, a, our company decided to do a very cool thing. They asked all of us to pick our favorite story. And they would unlock it for 48 hours for non-subscribers to get a 
feel for what how we do things. And uh, so I chose the Emmanuel Quickly story about his faith and his family and his dad. Um, yeah. That a lot of people subscribed just to read, but um, I'm sure many more have not seen it. And so it's now unlocked on The Athletic. I tweeted it out, and we'll tweet it again here this evening. But um, it's out there. It's open now, the whole story. Uh, went to church with Emmanuel quickly, uh, sat down with him and talked about his faith and his dad and complicated relationship there and choosing basketball even when his dad wouldn't support it. Um, and so people can check that out, and then we'll we'll be we are going to continue producing as much interesting content as we can with no games going on right now. Are you going to be able to quote Joby Hall? Yes, um, exactly. Yes, as I yes. as I understand it, and I, and I'll just go on a limb and say it will be the most surprising quote you've ever seen in your lives from Joby Hall. I mean, I without a doubt. I mean, do you think I'm wrong? Without a doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. No one has ever heard publicly uh, Joby Hall say anything like this. You will be shocked. Shocked, it's I'm so, telling you. It's so funny. Oh, man, I can't wait. I wish it was coming out like tomorrow, but I, I'll go ahead and tease it. So, Well, I get that it's, you know, basketball season, and the Emmanuel Quickly, Emmanuel Quickly story was, was spectacular. Um I remember tweeting or texting you after I read it that just how it made me think about some things a little differently, but still my favorite is Lynn Bowden. Yeah, that was, I asked readers yesterday to tell me what they thought, subscribers, what they thought I should unlock. And it was, it was a a fair number of votes for Lynn Bowden, but uh, I think about 70, 70, 30 in favor of, of IQ. So I went ahead and unlocked that one. But Yeah. um, yeah, if we get to do this again, I will definitely unlock Uh, the Lynn Bowden story for people. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. A reminder to, you know, follow us on Twitter and uh, you know, this is, this is a really good time to ask us questions, uh, throw content ideas our way that you want to hear us talk about or whatever. Uh, I am at D R I E F F E R. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A T H. All right. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on sec. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.